0: Hey guys. Uh, I'm not going to start this one off with a recap of my week because this episode is already so long and we go over that in conversation. So I don't want to spoil any of that for you right now, but I will say I have finally decided to sell my telescope. That's right. I'm going to sell my telescope because I don't know how to use it. I'm sick of trying to figure it out. It's like All of these YouTube videos, they tell me different things and I tried them all and it's just not working and I'm frustrated with it. I'm so frustrated with it now that I fully don't give a fuck about space anymore in general. I've decided to throw the whole topic in the garbage. Um, I find it fascinating. I, I do feel like I have reached the limit in terms of what I am willing to learn about it. I know enough about space to sound interesting in conversation, but not enough that I, I can continue the conversation for uh, like, I don't know a lot of space terms. I just know some cool facts to make me sound interesting at parties. And that's really all I care about. So that's that. Um, also, I'm still getting over a cold. So please excuse that in the episode. I feel, I realize now I sound a little bit nasally. I'm getting over a cold because I, um, I had a good outfit on one day. And we have so little right now, you know, don't be judgmental, but I was walking around with my jacket open in like negative five degree weather. And I got sick because, uh, well, because I am sick mentally, I needed, you know, validation somehow. So, you know, I, I went for an unnecessary walk, an unnecessary two hour walk with my jacket open to show off an outfit, um, for literally nobody. Like there was almost nobody outside cause it was cold out, but you know what? whatever I'll probably do it again and get sick again uh because I don't I don't learn my lesson uh obviously I got COVID tested just to be sure and honestly those tests are nice like I I like getting tested (laughs) for COVID I think it's just I think I just like it when someone else is concerned for my health that's all it's a nice feeling um yeah I I will bring that up probably in therapy for sure I feel like that's that's weird You shouldn't say things like that. Anyway, this episode is another one that is really special to me because I feel like it encompasses everything I wanted this podcast to be about. And if I can stay on track with this format, I feel like I'll finally reach... Uh, the goal of this podcast the ultimate goal of how I wanted this podcast to feel and just be consistent with that also um, I'm going to try interviewing people that are not comedians as well like I kind of want to have like athletes and different I'm actually trying to get a therapist on the podcast from the personal development school her name is Tice Gibson um, I sent her a message but she didn't respond but that's okay we're working on it to talk about the four attachment styles. So basically uh, just the way that you navigate relationships based on childhood experiences. So I feel like that's gonna be interesting. Um, Anyway, this episode, uh, again, very special to me. I have one of my best friends in comedy on this podcast. She is so funny. She's (laughs) definitely did the heavy lifting in this episode for me, for sure. Um, guys, Laura Lebo is on this week. She tours the country with Yuck Yucks. She's done so many comedy festivals, including JFL 42, the Icebreakers Comedy Festival, Kitchener Waterloo Comedy Festival. And I am so excited to have her as a friend in this industry. And just in general, like she has guided me through so many moments of anxiety, not just about comedy, but just general life stuff. Um I am so grateful to have her in my life and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this podcast, this episode specifically, because I I feel like you will realize that as well. Um, Yeah, I'm just gonna start it. I'm just gonna stop talking. I'm just gonna start it. Thanks for listening. Peace.
1: I like we'll talk about I'll talk about anything. Um, and I'll talk about mental health, uh, very readily, but then, but it has to be in the context of comedy. And like, I have to be able to make jokes at a pretty quick clip within that context or I get so anxious. And I didn't even know that. Like I made a video just talking about my recovery recently and it was fully serious. And I felt sick for like, the whole
0: time. I couldn't breathe. I saw that recovery video and uh, literally it was so beautiful. I was like, this is amazing and I love it. And I admire that so much because I know that as comics we have that like like jerk me jerk tendency to kind of like make jokes in those situations. And I was like, that is so admirable that you were able to oh, that. thank you. I made an act like I made an active choice to try and do it. And it was so <laughs> <embarrassing>. <laughs> to try to edit it in, like do a little voiceover over your
1: Oh, like, oh, like, yeah, I tried to make it funnier later. Um, but it was too late. I'd already posted it. I wasn't, I, yeah, it was like, I blacked out. It was so crazy. I was not, I've never been that sincere. I talked about my, I talked about my miscarriage (laughs) on stage for like months. So openly like details about it, but I was, it was all jokes. So it was like totally fine. Um, and I was high. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Um. Partly, I just hadn't been seen in so long by so many people and I just wanted to be seen. Um, And then also I, so normally in your one year, you would like have a medallion. It depends what fellowship you're in. I don't actually technically know how how much I'm supposed to ever reveal about things um, within the fellowship, but like it would be an event, Um, but for like various reasons, my one year was not as big of an event, I guess, for, for a number of reasons. And I really wanted to celebrate it because like I've never, I haven't been sober in the way that I am now, <clears throat> which is like actually sober ah, for a year since I was very young, um, pre-tits. And I wanted to help like acknowledge it in some way. Um, so I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll just make a video about it. And then as I was making the video, actually, that was like my fourth run at it. Cause the first few times I started crying cause I was so overwhelmed. Um, and yeah, I really just, I, I really, I haven't like jumped back in time, uh, like that in so long where I like for, for a fleeting moment, fully remembered where I was at, see how quickly I, I get so real. I, I like really quickly I was able to jump back in time to when I first decided to go to rehab and it was just I was like oh that was such a shitty time and I was so overwhelmed and like you never just stumble upon somebody being like hey are you okay do you want to talk go do you want to go to rehab um so I was like oh if I could do that and then someone like stumbled upon it and like that's just what they happened to to have needed um
0: then that'd be cool that is so amazing that is so inspiring I think that's great and I think that's like huge like whenever I see comics posted about like anxiety or mental health stuff I'm just like oh yeah that's right because there are like thankfully I know people that are in the same situation as me that are like these really nice approachable people that I don't know well enough to be like uncomfortable sharing so much with them uh, but I know them just enough that like I would be able to talk to them comfortably about it.
1: Oh yeah and in fact sometimes like Sometimes the easiest people to talk to are people you don't know that well. Um, Like, I really had a hard time telling my friends and family where I was at. Because first of all, they have like so much stake in uh, me being well. Um, And secondly, I just, your friends and family, like, they, they like know you well, and they kind of can box you in in that way. Whereas sometimes you just like, I just want to tell a stranger something. And I was like, well, I'm a stranger to most people um and i feel like i have an approachable energy i try to you have a very approachable
0: energy for sure
1: come yeah. to it. i am come it i think it depends who you are <clears throat> um, but i was like yeah maybe but then as i was making it i was like what am i getting into like i that's why i, I clarified I, I guess if we're doing this for the podcast we should clarify what i was saying but i was saying like if you're if you're struggling with addiction reach out Um, but as I was like talking about it I thought oh this might be too open like I don't I want it to be kind of narrow I don't want anyone who's struggling to reach out to me like I don't have that much goodwill um, or that much time or that much emotional energy (laughs) yeah Yeah. I was like oh if you're struggling and I was like "Mm, if you're struggling with addiction or you know someone who's struggling and then I was like no no just if you are struggling with addiction and then like kept just getting narrower um because also there's only so much I can do I can tell you where to go I can tell you who to talk to I can tell you what steps to take but also it's COVID like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take you into my home um you know so we'll see yeah people messaged me that day like no one who was like help but a few people who were like oh thanks
0: thanks for saying that you know I I've been I've been struggling blah 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 And so did that make up for the lack of comedy? Like, I remember when I wrote that uh, like article or like whenever I have like pieces or anything, like if it's like a Facebook status or whatever, anything that comes out where it's like, I am being vulnerable. uh, I'm like, if somebody doesn't reach out to me thanking me for this, I'm going to feel like I did this for nothing because, which is so wrong because you, just by talking about it, even if people don't reach out to you, you know that you're helping people, but- uh, well. It helps in the like. Oh, the, I know that this isn't funny, and this is just me being a real person, and this is very yeah, uncomfortable.
1: No, of course you want people to reach out. I don't know. I feel like, uh, I guess we're doing it like just to do it. Although, that has a very like just to be nominated energy to it. Like, I'm not doing it just to do it. I want it. I want responses for sure. Um, I mean, I don't want anyone to be struggling. I just happen to know people are, uh, or like, like I don't know if no one has liked it. Then I would have jumped off a bridge. Like, if everyone was like, oh, oh my
0: God. Yeah. So
1: disgustingly vulnerable. This is not what she's good at. Let's let her know by ignoring her. Then I would be upset.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Holy fuck. That's the same. And I was like, When I published that article, I was like, Okay, so it's been an hour and there's only 12 likes on this. I'm like, I will fucking take it down right now. If it does not jump to 70 in the next two minutes, I'm yeah. going to take it down. There's
1: uh, that sweet spot where you, ha- where it's like, okay, like this has some likes, like there's a sweet spot where you take it down where you, it's like, okay, there's not enough for this to have been a hit. In fact, there's not enough for it to have even been a small success, but there's too many to take it down. So now I know that like nine people know about this and like responded to it. Um, so it's, it's out there. It's in the ether. Like yeah. it's, it's tangible now.
0: I love that. It's uh, like, I hate the finger one where you have to like, you're out in public and shit, you're touching shit. And then you gotta, I hate, I don't understand the point of the finger one. I actually worked with a girl who, um, (laughs) when I was working at, I was working at a pet store. This was like, I don't know. It doesn't even matter, like three years ago. And uh, she had a habit of just checking out and going into the bathroom with the lights off And just being like watching anime videos on her phone. Like she just went to the bathroom, shut the light. Like she would just checked out. It was like three hours into a six hour shift. She was like, that's enough for me. See you next time. Goes into the bathroom, lights off, anime. And she would come out and like, I don't know what she was doing there. And I was applying lip balm with my finger and she was just like, can I have some? And I felt rude being like, no, because I don't know what you do in the bathroom with the lights off. And I don't trust that you wash your hands and she went in and like dude like scooped it out like it was like a full scoop that is so
1: upsetting that is because that's not just gross it's also it's theft like there's not that much in there
0: I was like are you trying to butter a pan with that (laughs) eggs with this blistex
1: She's like, thanks. I'm going back to the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It's anime time. Also using this finger to do it is
0: so gross. Yeah. Just like, it's like a, it's like trying to be polite, but it's still disgusting. You know,
1: I guess this is trying to be polite. It's like, it's not my strongest finger, but it's not my weakest. That's right. Let's go. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have uh, definitely been like very lazy with like my habits. Like I have weird uh, what i do is i light sage now like all over the house and i will just like straight up leave the ashes any like everywhere like i don't i don't care
1: now what does sage do
0: uh sage cleanses the house of okay. negative energy okay so this is what i want to okay now that we're on the topic of like first of all do you use crystals do you use i don't think you use sage since you asked i'm not
1: i'm not a, a sagey crystal kind of person although i will say yeah that I feel like my female friendships are legitimately hurt by the fact that I don't partake in crystals. Um, so I I know like I know periphery knowledge the way I guess somebody who was like a doctor would have like peripheral knowledge of like several different types of medicine. I feel like I should know because it just comes up a lot.
0: That's okay. what I'll say. Okay. So here is how I view crystals which I feel like is different than how the general population views crystals like you either if you're into crystals you're into crystals if you hate crystals you fucking it's a love-hate relationship like there's really no gray area I will say the thing that I like I don't think that crystals are magic I don't think anything has like a magical property I don't believe that it is like like it's just gonna start like vibrating one day and just start levitating. Like glowing beams of neon are gonna come flying out, and it's and gonna- it like
1: morphs into your mother, and she like apologizes for everything.
0: <laughs> That's what I would love from my crystals. That's so funny.
1: Then I'm then I'm into crystals.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, so. So funny.
1: you don't think they're magic, but you think
0: I don't think they're magic, but I think that you can use them to form healthy habits. I think it's a good way. Oh yeah. To- training your brain to like do certain things. I think it's an alternative way of doing it. I mean, people set reminders in their phone to like be present or like take a second to breathe or whatever, or like focus on writing from like one to 2 PM, or you can go to a crystal shop and get a crystal that like represents like focus and you take it out and just put it on your desk while you do writing. And you're like, for as long as this crystal is on this desk, for as long as it's in my sight, I will not look at my cell phone and be distracted by like other things. And then after the hour that I'm focused, I'll put the crystal away and then I can do whatever it is that I need.
1: And then you hired me to whip crystals at you. For, <laughs> and then the various crystals represent various to-do lists.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, I
1: fully, I fully endorse that. I, I think, I feel like you and I have spoken about this. Um, firstly, my friend uh for my friend's birthday like many years ago we did a tarot thing and i'm not you know like a, i'm not a tarot head but it was you know you get a card yeah. and they would tell you or she the tarot reader would tell you what the card symbolized and then she just wanted us to meditate around that theme and i was like fuck yeah the theme my theme was like patience i remember it because i i came to some good shit and uh, i just sat with that and like meditated about patience for a bit and um but I really think um, anything that helps you like fo- focus in your, well, I don't mean the literal meditation, but like thought or the way that you are proceeding throughout your day, like it, it could be a little open-ended sometimes to worry about like what to focus on. And I think if it helps you specify and narrow down, great. So fuck people. Also the people that like virulently hate it. I mean, I, I really want to talk. I have an entire bit about how stupid it is. But that's just because I got into a fight with my friend about it once. And she was really rude to me.
0: <laughs> I love that. She was so rude. But
1: anyways, yeah, like, who cares? Let people let people do the thing that makes them feel good. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I also think that apology, first of all, I don't know who it's hurting. Who the fuck is psychology hurting? People aren't using it as, like, a baseline to employ you. Like, there, nobody is using it as a measurement of anything that is taken seriously. It is just a fun thing. I feel like a lot of men hate on it because it's this thing that's now been commercialized and you can go buy a fucking Zodiac earring at Claire's. And it's this thing that's just like adored by teenage girls now. But uh, if it was, I think if it was held up to be this like sacred thing and like was not so much part of like a young white woman's life, then think that there would be a lot less hate towards it i don't know for sure
1: i mean yeah there's no fucking like like terrorist cabals centered around astrology like there's (laughs) no terror there's no fucking like terrorism groups that (laughs) blow shit up on mercury retrograde there's so many other things to fucking care about yeah you know yeah i don't think i've ever heard someone although the only i was gonna say i've not really heard people use astrology uh to make hateful statements, but I do, I hear that all the time. I hear people all the time being like, oh, I don't know the one everyone hates, but people will often be like, she's a fucking Gemini. Oh, you're a Gemini, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. But here's the thing, like who gives a fuck? Like, am I taking it seriously? And also why would you be friends with somebody who takes that literally and just bases your friendship off your Zodiac sign? You don't want to be friends with that person anyway. That person's insane. Also, that's not like, it's not like they're this perfect human being, but they like love astrology and they're really judgmental about it with you. It's like, yeah, this, like they're probably also insane in many other areas of their life and it's somebody sure. that's cut out anyway.
1: Yes. Agreed. I think you, I like that you have that. Do you use like, like different crystals for different, uh, like ones for focus?
0: Yeah. Ones for- I think, like, I feel like I need like, reminders for like if it's yeah if it's yeah. like for focus I'm like okay like that would be fun I mean like I just think that they're pretty and I think that they're nice to keep around so that's and it also they are
1: good for weaponry too they are good for
0: weaponry somebody breaks some into my house just break my salt lamp over their head I think that's great
1: or just like a hold it up to them <laughs> like it's some kind of cross for a, a vampire <laughs> <Sort of> like <laughs> and they're so disoriented by it they're like ah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's so funny, but I do like, I'm so focused. <laughs> yeah. Like going into crystal shops and stuff, like I will say are like the worst types of people. Like it's it, like, course. listen, like I understand that I like crystals and I'm into this, but they take it to the next fucking level. Like I was shopping. I was out at like a crystal shop. Cause I wanted to get incense. Like I burned incense in my house and there was like this lady behind the counter and she was like really sweet, but it was like fake and off-putting she was there was like another woman in the store like going around shopping for crystals and she was just like like talking like this and like really like I don't know like I I'm not sure what she was trying to accomplish and then the lady who worked at the store was like I just want to say thank you for your energy. Like, I think you're such a positive person. I know I don't know you personally, but- To you or to the another other person? Another person, another lady. She's okay. like, I, I don't know you personally, but I just want to say that you emit a bright light into the store. And I was like, this is fucked. Like that's fucked. Like You are like, is, is this going to cool.
1: happen to me next? Yeah. Like, is, is this a, a lineup yeah, for like, I've being... got a
0: fucking bright light. <laughs> I was like, you don't fucking think, I- what the fuck is so negative about me?
1: She like recommends things to you that are super offensive. <laughs> she's like yeah. this is for being like less of a dick like if you're just trying to be like a little bit of a sweeter person it is very like if you're in that industry yeah um you have to you do have to fully co-op that whole fucking identity which is not a thing for any other like if you go to mountain co-op they don't like snowboard it like whoa what the? like it's okay to just work somewhere and just be an employee yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Oh fuck. Yeah, like, I feel like that's
1: your exact nightmare too by the way is like someone like coming up to you and making like direct eye contact and be like hey I just wanted to tell you that like your light is so shiny
0: I feel like you would <laughs> hate that so much I, I would have like uh an exorcism response where like I think I would just be like <laughs> foaming at the mouth and just like convulsing that's so repulsive and I'm like this is fucking bullshit like this is so like this is crazy so it's like, and it's so weird. And people might criticize me for this because they're like, okay, well, listen, if you if you collect crystals and you're going to these crystal shops, if that's the culture, fucking telling people that they remind you of bright lights. But it's like, no, I think there's I think that you can have a boundary. You could be Oh hell yeah. In the middle of all that.
1: You don't have to buy all the way into anything. Yeah. And anyone who tells you you have to buy all the way into something to enjoy it is a zealot and a weirdo. Yeah. I know it's bullshit because you'd be surprised at the number of those types who have told me, like who, who say nice things about me. Like, uh, uh, an acupuncturist once was like, you have such a like beautiful soul and you just like radiate so much positivity and light and gorge. I was like, I'm literally so spun out on opiates right now and, like, <laughs> am not okay. See, so your radar's off. You don't know what's going on. Like, and it's always when I'm not doing well that people tell me, I'm like, oh, you mean I'm dead behind the eyes? Yeah, that's true. Like, I'm quiet and confused. And if that reads as, like, sweet and gentle, fine. But they're always wrong, so I know it's bullshit. Also, it takes forever to get to, like, I also... This is, like, kind of really maybe extra, but I I kind of think the idea of being able to, like, look at somebody and be near them and just, like, like know them right away is so damaging. I think that's how people end up with, like, abusers and at jobs they hate. Like, Like, you gotta get to know someone. You can't read an energy. In fact, people who sometimes have the strongest energies are, like, fucking sociopaths.
0: That's right. What a weird, like, defense mechanism to just, like, look at somebody and just based on like the way that they're talking just uh, feel like you know everything about them already like what a weird way to navigate uh personalities I mean like I think that there's a thing of like being able to connect with somebody right off the bat sure like a friendship but yeah I guess the extreme version of that would be just being totally blind to like somebody Doing something really fucked up to you and just being like, "Yes, but your aura is green today." So, I mean, <laughs> you, can, you can take my money? You stole something out of my fucking wallet, and, and then my, like, my
1: therapist aura is 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 orange, right? And so I'm not going to listen <laughs> to her today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just fucking also light. Also, so
1: confident in yourself. Like, I just don't have that kind of self assurance to be like. <laughs> You like it's you. I know. Like I'm like, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm supposed yeah. to know who's who's the second coming of Christ or not? Oh god, that's so funny. on me. Um, how's your mental health these days?
0: Uh it's like wavering, to be honest with you. Hence the crystals. It's like it's really like uh extreme. It's like I, I find that I'm never really at a uh, plateau. I'm just very up and down
1: but you have the apps like you'll have the peaks for your like feeling okay yeah and then yeah. down yeah I think that, that makes sense
0: I think that it was like like when we were in just before we went into lockdown uh I was struggling with the idea of like doing shows well you know this because I message you all the time about it to cry and I was like I really want to do shows but I feel stressed because Uh, I know that cases are going up and for somebody who's like sensitive to anxiety, it really feels like a death sentence. Like I'm like, I'm convinced that if I go to this show somehow, I'm going to get fucking COVID and I'm going to infect my family. And it's going to be like this whole thing. It's going to be a fucking disaster. And it's because I was selfish and went to a show. Uh, Obviously that wouldn't happen. That's very extreme, but that's just what it felt like for me. And I was kind of mad at myself because I'm like, people are out doing shows and having fun. This is something that you love to do. Like you can go and do it, but I just chose not to. And I was like, and now that we're in lockdown and nobody's doing it, I literally feel no ways about it. Like I missed it. I'm, I'm a f- very afraid of what the scene is going to look like once everything is like said and done. Yeah. But for the time being, I'm like, as long as nobody else is doing it, I feel like I'm not missing out. Then it's easier for me to handle. I very much relate and
1: understand that. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know even when people were doing shows I think god bless comedians they're not the group I would like look to for morality safety (laughs) cleanliness like like really the whole thing with COVID and with everything is people look to each other for like norms um and I feel like it's so easy to so quickly uh guess that something's normal when it's not like I don't know man I don't know that doing shows was normal in the summer I don't know like outside sure um things are safe I guess but I, but do we know we don't fucking know shit and I think it's just um it's like oh when, when a lot of people are doing something especially a lot of people that like seem trustworthy or like you know they're generally pretty cool and smart then it feels normal but like I don't know we don't know shit who knows I think it's I think all that to say I think it's a very fair one to be worried about. Yeah. Like that's not like a wild anxiety thing. I think it's like, yeah, there's a fucking plague.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, let's yeah. stay home. That's fine.
0: Yeah, but you do feel bad about it because you're just like, it's so and it's so funny how quickly the ego gets involved even during a time of like crisis because I'm just like, these people are going out and trying new material. I have all this stuff that I want to try out, so it's not going to develop at the same time as them and it's like, girl, They've done three shows in like two months. Like, okay, relax. Like you can you can figure this out at a reasonable time when things go back.
1: Yes. Also, okay, I think you know that I, I I just think the whole mentality of like you know hustling competition and this and that. Sure, there has to be a healthy amount of competition for for something to be like for in the arts it's more exciting. It's it's like it also helps uh, you know, Bring the cream to the top. I don't know if that's how, how you say that. Bring the cream but, to the top.
0: Yes. Is that it? You kick the cream uh, to the top. I guess, like, get the cream, get the cream of the cr- like. Listen, we're both. It's like
1: get that cream on, get that cream on up here.
0: Yeah, um, that's right. We we're both uh, not athletic as children. I think that's what that means because that's a that's a sports term for sure.
1: I don't have any like sporty terms that I can use. I wish I did because people who have sports analogies are they sound cool. They sound interesting and it helps like with context but I don't I have cream that's all that's all I got I don't even know where it goes (laughs)
0: perfect the the rich cream
1: the wealthy cream yeah or it's like for me I could be like you know the cello stood upright on amongst the woman or whatever um something so what was I fucking talking about cream oh um I I just think this whole like we have to be out there all the time and be so good no no, no. i also think that's sort of a ma- male energy thing that's been like because comedy has been male dominated for so long Is like the general culture which uh, i don't i don't buy into it i i certainly think at the beginning you have to be at it a lot uh to get really good and then i think um you know if you take a break you t- i took i took seven weeks when i was in rehab i thought it was going to be so bad I was so much better because I needed that break so badly. Um, And yeah, when I first got back, I was rusty. few shows in, fine. Um, Like breaks are, breaks are nice too. Uh,
0: I think that comedy, being a good comedian, I think is a direct result of being in a good place mentally. Because in order to be a good comic, you have to be in touch with so many things that an unhealthy person, I don't, is just not in touch with at the moment. So, it's like the healthier you are mentally, the better your comedy will be because you're able to be present, you're able to focus, you're less like distracted on what's going on. And it's like, that's why it's so important for us to all have therapists too, because it's like, why do I want to be thinking about some bullshit when I am working or when it is when I'm doing what it is that I have to do? And it's like, yeah, there's some comics that are just like, my, you know, i had to attend a funeral before i went to this gig and killed it's like good for you that's amazing but i'm not using that as a barometer of my talent just because i wouldn't be able to do something like that
1: that's right um some Mm -hmm. people may do that i I don't know that that's great but maybe it's not bad but yeah that shouldn't be that shouldn't be the barometer we all use i fucking uh first of all i used to believe the opposite i used to think you had to be unwell (laughs) um to be good sure it helps to have a little trauma for some material but to actually like i when i was using still and i was high for like almost every show i was not present like i i was confident and comfortable because it was barely there but i couldn't do crowd work because i didn't know what the fuck was going on i was not present my jokes were just i was it was rote at that point like they were just it's like it was like singing a song that i knew the lyrics to i was not having fun who knows what it looked like from the outside who cares Who cares what it looked like like from the outside? It sucked for me. I wasn't having a good time. And when I I was hospitalized, not this last time, but the time when I was like in the actual uh, physical hospital, um, they let me, I, I, I got let out. They thought I was cured, but they said like, please try and rest. Like, if you don't have to go somewhere, don't go somewhere, like don't walk if you can avoid it. And I did a show, I did two shows and then I had to go back to the hospital. And yeah. why did I do those shows? I don't know. I just was like, oh, I can't take two days off. You know, this was like, I think in my second or third year of performing. Yeah. But, anyways, um, you're, this is actually something someone else told me, but you're a person first and then a comedian second, or yeah. whatever, a million
0: other things second. Yeah. Um, also, I read this book called High Performance Habits. Well, I didn't read it, I was listening to it, and then I ended up, I ended up canceling my membership. Someone was reading it, somebody was reading it. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up canceling the membership because it was taking so long for me to listen to the full thing that like, it ended up outweighing the amount of money that I would have spent if I just bought the fucking book, because I'm just like, it takes me a long time to register information. I have to listen to it a few times. Yeah. But anyway, what it ended up saying was, uh, taking those, um, breaks. So this book is, uh, written by this guy who works with high performers. So like athletes, entertainers, CEOs, just like anything high performance. And he said that the people that are best at their job that can operate at this high level is people that take time for themselves. And they're like, they wake up early to exercise. They eat right. They have boundaries. They have limits. And in doing that, you're able to create space in your mind. And when you have space in your mind, you're able to be more creative and activate, you know, like the childlike mind that's like very uh yes doesn't doesn't is fearless and you're able to tap into those areas this is something that was written very recently i totally believe it i don't think we need to operate
1: i mean specifically with comedians you're ideally generating jokes a lot of the time um you require space in your mind i fucking love that so much about boundaries if you don't set boundaries All you do is um, mull over resentment. Every time you let someone cross a boundary, you build, you've just forged a small resentment. It's in there. It's in your mind. You're resentful of the person for crossing a boundary you never set. And you're resentful of yourself for not setting the boundary. That shit just sits around, man, and sits in your head until you either put it to paper or like address it. You can't generate jokes. Um, first of all, to generate jokes, you also have to have a levity to you. Like, like you have to be, f- not just be funny, but like find things funny. If you're like in a bad place and mulling over bullshit, like you stop finding things funny. Um, and you need space in your mind to generate jokes for like you. I didn't write jokes for like a fucking year. Like the last year of my addiction, I wasn't writing anything because I was not thinking. I wasn't thinking like clearly at all. I was consumed by like two subjects yeah dude wellness is certainly that myth that you need to be unwell I feel like is killing people
0: for sure yeah I mean it's one that's like fading for sure and I mean like the uh, like older comics I feel like maybe have a tendency to believe that more because that's just the time that they grew up in and I get that But it's like, right now, it's like, if somebody told that to me and was just like, you need to be out every single day doing, and it's like, maybe that works for some people. That's great that you can, that you can do that. But if I can get the same amount of work done by going out four times a week, because I need space for myself to rest, then why not take it?
1: But I mean, I also, I'm particularly bad at rejection. I don't, I don't handle it ever. Professionally, it's fine. Personally, I can't fucking handle it. Um, I won't, I will not go after somebody unless I am 99% sure that I'm, I'm in. Oh, I Otherwise see. I won't, I won't, yeah. I won't. So I never date out of my league. I don't to date in my league. I date below. Um,
0: you date below. Why do you, why do you date below?
1: I'm so scared that first of all, oh my God, now we're getting into it. I feel like, first of all, I feel like fundamentally, although this is changing as I do more self work, but I'm like, I'm just like a bad person. Like my soul is just not good. And I feel like someone's going to see that. And so they have to be worse than me and then they won't see it. Now that's all stuff like I'm working on in therapy and it's much better now, especially now that I'm sober. Also, I just, I actually really can't handle rejection. Like I I have such a hard time with it. I have girlfriends that will like find celebrity or like celebrities, like comedy celebrities on Instagram and message them being like, I think you're cute. Um, And sometimes they get back to them or the message, just like anyone they think is cute. I'm like, that's a nightmare. Like I need to be approached. I need to be approached. I can't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that something for you? Like, are you, uh, okay. Like for, for me, <clears throat> I don't like, I don't even like look around when I'm like out at the grocery store. Like I know that people talk about like, oh yeah, this guy gave me his phone number at the grocery store. Like I was shopping and this guy just came up to me and like, we're going to go, like that never happens because never. walking around, like my head is down. I don't look like, I don't, I look so unapproachable. It's not even funny. Like my energy is absolutely zero. That's,
1: uh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is like you, ha- you're reading like, don't approach me. Cause I'm sure lots of people want to approach you.
0: I actually Um, don't think so. I feel like it would have happened once. I'm sure that there's some guy that could have been like, you know what? I see that she has her headphones in and is looking at her phone, even though she's walking across the street. Maybe I should just go tap her on the shoulder and like see, see if she's interested. Never.
1: Girl, no, I've never been approached that way either. No one ever. I've never been approached in like a day-to-day situation. Um, ever and I took it for a while I I took it hard and then I was like no I think maybe I just I don't have that kind like yeah I'm also not looking around I'm not like shopping and like looking over my shoulder inviting me um again though because I'm like I think because like we're both probably scared of rejection and that's like part of why we sort of do it who knows but no I've never been just like I know people I'm I'm amazed at the places people meet other people um that I've just never like I I would I would never approach somebody and nobody like laundromats grocery stores fucking yeah like in like even just on on social media some like I know people who will just like find someone and they're like that's for me I'm gonna let them know I was like yeah. but you don't even know what the like you don't know if there's chemistry yet you don't know if they're into you and then one of my friends she's just like She's so open. She she messages everybody, and I was like, "But what if they don't are not into you?" She's like, "Okay, then I just find someone else." I was like,
0: "Wow, no, I can't." Wow. I need to know. I know. Let's say that like I, I'm out. Let's say for example, you mentioned laundry mat. Let's say I'm at the laundromat and there's like some guy doing laundry or whatever, and like we make eye contact by accident. I get freaked out by that because I'm like. Oh shit. Like I I don't like, even though like I think he's cute, I don't I don't want him to know that I think he's cute in case that like it's not going both ways right now. So I'm literally just gonna fully ignore him. Yeah. And maybe in his mind he was like, okay, like I'm just looking like maybe she's I I look like I am like my energy is like widow energy. It's like my husband <laughs> died and there is nobody that can replace him. Like nobody. Oh my god! And then they look at my hand, no ring. Oh well, he must have died tragically because that's That's so funny.
1: Girl, I mean, yeah, there's no. Okay, I feel like that whoever is making eye contact with you accidentally, like they're excited, like you're so hot.
0: You need to spell it out for like, I don't pick up on passive aggressiveness at all. Not even if somebody's yeah. to be rude to me, if somebody's trying to be rude in a passive aggressive, I don't pick up on it. Like you, that's need a great pick, quality. Hey, Juliana, I want to fucking punch you in the face. <laughs> and I'd <be> like, okay, <laughs> I can work with that, but I don't pick up on passive aggressive stuff at all. And I don't pick up if, some, if somebody is trying to hit on me, you need to literally say, hi, I'm hitting on you. Yes. Let's, and then I go, oh, okay. <laughs> you know?
1: I'm the same way but I but I do pick up on passive aggressive energy but I don't pick up on on any kind of positive energy Mm -hmm. I have found out after the fact that people were interested um and then I like look back and I'm like yeah that makes sense on account of like so many things but I didn't figure it out but I really can't get over the fact that you have widow energy but like not just that you're a widower, but that whoever came before is irreplaceable. <laughs> yes.
0: That's right. That's exactly that's my vibe.
1: So... But see, that's en- I think that's enticing in its own very interesting way.
0: Okay. So can you expand on that? Because I would love to hear about that.
1: Yeah. I feel like, first of all, I feel, I've said this a million times, but you need an older man. Yeah.
0: Like, you,
1: you need, And I feel like the type of older man that would be interested would be somebody where like, Okay, here's tangent that'll come back. I was watching my roommate super into reality shows. I fucking hate them. She like really has insisted I watch them with her, and as we've established, I don't set boundaries. Um, and we were watching a reality show, and this girl in reality show just like she was talking to a guy, and she was losing it over everything. Like nothing had been said, but she was just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like she she was often like so hard, yeah. um, and she would just be like. She's like, my dad is in finance. (laughs) And just like, like, and he was, you could just see in his face. He was like, like, he was just like, I I fucking love it. He just was so excited that she was like, just like a little like bubbly. Like she's just so happy. And I feel like that's something that's well liked. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's well liked. Um, There's, I feel like I've met, I've met not just men, but people who like really, really like the opposite. And I would say you're the opposite um, energy to that. And I feel like that's who you need anyways, right? And I feel like usually those people, people are older and there's some, you're like a cat. It's like, you want to earn whatever you're getting. You want to earn it. It's not just like a puppy, you know? It's like, oh, I, I, I actually know this is because of like who I am and what I did and how I behaved.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. That's really interesting. I haven't heard that before. See, okay, I like that. I like that explanation because that makes that aligns with the kind of person that I would like to attract. Because I'm like, I need to be more open. I need to be more like, but like girl, like I'm not flirty. Like, even if I'm romantically interested in you, I am not flirty. I'm not flirty at all. In fact, I'm even more withdrawn. I think
1: that's, I think that's kind of normal. I think, I think getting shy around a crush is like super normal. Yeah. For sure. But again, it's
0: like widow energy. Like they'll be like, so like, what do you, what do you, can I get you a drink? And I'd be like, no, <laughs> no, I would say yes. But do you know what I mean? Like that energy.
1: Yeah. Just like, but not a scotch. Cause that's what Jerry drink. And then you just like,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. lose it.
1: Yeah. I think you're going to find somebody, someone who is uh, super into that. Also, I I know like, it's so funny because I was listening to Jeff's episode and he asked you how old you were. And I feel like you've probably told him a million times and you've probably told me a million times, but you have that energy where I always forget, but you're 24.
0: 23.
1: 23. Okay.
0: It's always younger than I think. So many people forget. And can I be honest with you? It kind of bothers me because I'm only young once. I'm not 27, even though that's my energy, maybe. It's like that's why, 23, that's why. and I'm like, fucking treat me like a 23-year-old, even we though all, that's not that's, my it's Oh, been- yeah, yeah,
1: no, we all forget because, uh, well, first of all, you also like are friends with mostly people who are-
0: All of my well, friends like, are in their 30s and 40s. All yeah. of
1: your friends are old. And then also you are very mature. So I forget, it is always younger than I think it is. Um, it's a compliment, but I get it. I get. I get why it's annoying but you're, you're young, you're, ugh, you're, so young. Um, <laughs> you're 23. And I feel like also um, it takes a while to like when I was 23 or even like 21, 22, 23, I was only meeting the same types of men over and over uh, and all my girl. And I felt like I was never the one that anyone was interested in. And then I got older and I found out what, like, first of all, what I like about myself and what I think is interesting about me. Um, and then I knew and then also I of know what I wanted and I started to figure out the kinds of people that would be interested. So it was easier for me to like parse through that. If that makes sense. Like yeah. you find, you find your, uh, your niche
0: a bit. Okay. You know? That's exciting. I'm excited for that. I, I I'm like my deal. Like I would love to date another 23 year old, but it's, I don't know. Like, I just feel like the, like their energy is so chaotic and dysfunctional. It's like, I don't even know. Like, are you even real? Are you even a real person? Like, They don't ask you anything about yourself, like zero introspection into their life at all. It's just like, it's really sad. My ideal, like, I guess age range is like 27 to like 30, I think
1: 27 to 30. I legit think that's what you need. I don't generally recommend, like, I don't generally think like, oh, this girl in her early twenties should definitely date a 30 year old man. But I just don't think like even 27, I just, I don't think you can go younger.
0: Yeah, I don't just, think so either. I think I, I saying could saying. if they were, like, mature and I thought <laughs> they that were it, like you. It, it, yeah, I could. <clears throat> I mean, not to say I'm, like, the most mature person either. Like, I'm a fucking mess.
1: You're very mature. I think you can be... I'm a mature mess. I've always been mature and a mess.
0: Yeah, but that's... Not, I think that's fun. You need a balance. You know what I mean? Like, I can't oh, yeah. include widow energy at all times because then that's, like, how do you... Not do, hot. That's not hot. I do function well, so... The only exception to this is like nightclubs. Like when nightclubs were open, and I think I've talked to you about this before. We've so funny. About nightclubs is like nightclubs are the only time where like, I'm not a widow. Like, and I don't know why that is. And here's what I think. Here's what I'm thinking. So okay. I've been watching these videos about the four attachment styles and it's like secure attachment, fearful yeah. avoidant, dismissive avoidant. I fall into the dismissive avoidant category, which is somebody who, will not engage in, like, romantic interest for, like, fear of getting hurt, ultimately. Yep. And in nightclubs, there's very low risk because you know what it is. This is going to be a short-term exchange, and that's going to be it. Like, there's no strength attached. There's nothing. But then it's, like, if it's too real, like, if I was to meet somebody at, like, a laundromat or whatever. I see, yeah. I get very emotionally attached. Like, quickly like very quickly yeah but like I won't say anything because like I don't so a lot of people like romantically feel like they don't know where they stand with me because I withhold a lot of like emotion so like if I was to be the guy at a laundromat that would be more high risk emotionally for me because I'd yeah. be like oh, this is so cute we met at a lot like blah 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 and then you start building this like narrative in your head whereas at yeah. a nightclub there is literally no narrative it's just yeah gross
1: and there's literal darkness shrouded over everything, right? Yeah. Like it, it's quite literally dark.
0: It's like I can't really um, see you. Um, I be not I also opinions are there's not there's none of that here.
1: That's so true. I feel like. Did you ever watch Game of Thrones? No. Okay. There's like a character who's like a thousand years old, um, and she has to like wear this necklace in order to like be young. And I feel like there's so many stories, <laughs> or like even like you know people who like. You hear about, you know, drinking baby's blood to stay young. I feel like you need to go to nightclubs like once a month to stay old. Like you're like, okay, I'll just like go get this like hit of you so I can keep hanging out with 40-year-olds in comedy clubs.
0: That's right. Um, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. It makes me feel less like young. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I totally get that. Oh my god, I totally get that. I that's like me with casual sex. I had casual sex forever. Cause it was just like fun and easy and it was over. I learned very little about them. Um, and there was no real risk of rejection. Um, and, but there was like still intimacy. Uh, and I also am an avoidant. I feel like, oh my God, the attachment styles. That's like, that's the whole bit right there. I'm
0: so obsessed with that. I actually want to get so on to like talk specifically about that. I think that would be so interesting and helpful because it, it just helps you navigate relationships so much easier to identify with a category you can I you can it get it literally gives you things to work on
1: yeah there's like homework books I know somebody is reading one very
0: clear yeah exactly and with emotional stuff sometimes I feel like it can get kind of uh like cloudy
1: hell yeah it's confusing
0: exactly and if you can identify with a category then I it's I think that's great for Um, sure yeah you were talking about like casually like I cannot I also don't like to like casually see anybody. Like if I'm seeing you during the daytime, it's because I like you and I want to like actually get to know you. Yeah. Um, and it also, I have never been in an actual relationship. So I'm not like, I don't see people casually just because like, I am aware of how emotionally attached I can get in like a short period of time.
1: It's so interesting because so you, you get attached to people really quickly
0: if, so you, I them, because if like, you really like them it's rare it's it's honestly rare for me to like anybody
1: how but rare I, is it like how often will, will you
0: girl how I have often will you? On one person a year I have a crush on one person a year and it never works out <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> and it. is it a is it a crush from a distance or is it usually a crush on someone that you're like actually spending time with
0: uh some it's both both yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. I mean, you're picky. And then when you do like somebody, you're like sort of all in and you want like a full relationship. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. But then you also struggle to communicate your feelings.
0: And I struggle yeah. to communicate my feelings. So it's like, I want this, but like, I'm afraid that if I tell you like how I feel, then it's like fleeting. And then I'm going to feel stupid for saying anything. And like, and but then this other person is like, Hey, like I have been told before that I'm like a difficult person. Personality, because I'm telling you this so much.
1: You what so much?
0: Uh, you kind of like internalize a lot. So like, oh yeah, yeah. I'll probably like never tell you how I feel, even though because I'm just like, oh, that's too like mushy and stupid and annoying. Like that's that's lame. Like I think it's stupid. In my head, I'm like, this is dumb. But it's like, no, it's actually nice and romantic. And if you're seeing somebody that you actually like, they want to hear that from you. They do. And I don't give any of that.
1: It's so, it's so funny. I very much relate. I also like, okay, I'm 30. It's not like I'm so old, but like, um, I'm only going downhill from here. And I, I feel like,
0: why that? what do you, cause 30 is literally so young. Like I you know, am like it's young. one day and I'm like, that's, I can't, I I, I, I see in my eyes, I'm like, there's no difference.
1: It is young, but I'm on the I'm heading to the other side of it. Okay. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm only going further toward like my body's I'm dying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to perish. I'm
1: like slowly degrading physically. I wonder and... why they're
0: thinking like that. Like I don't think they ever think like they like literally on the hospital bed at like 97 years old. Yeah. Like I will live forever. <laughs>
1: the day that the doctor's like your body's physically degrading (laughs) um and even then they just like get a 20 year old wife and then are fine um and just suck their youth out of them uh but yeah i i'm only now i was always somebody who was kind of good at being like okay i'm 22 i'm never gonna be hotter than this like you know i have like seven years of just being my youngest most fertile self my version of like taking advantage of it was just having a lot of sex. Um, But now I wish it's like, oh my God, you're only young once. And, you know, I will say now again that I'm 30, a lot of the men, a lot of the people that uh, I was interested in over time or like was too scared to say anything about, they eventually get married and go do, go, Go start family. Like it, it's worth taking advantage of things. Like life is short. Oh, I'm, I, I'm just like rattling off cliches. But like life is short, you're young. Being interested in somebody, especially if it's rare, is like so exciting. And yeah. I feel like it's a good skill to be able to like announce it to the person.
0: Yeah. Just like don't to like enjoy. Don't be afraid to enjoy. I have this fear of enjoying things too much because then I feel like it's going to get abruptly taken away from me. And then I'm going to be left trying to like put together pieces, which is like a whole other cycle, psychological.
1: That's anxiety. anxiety. That's magic. That's magical thinking. That's like really common. It's like, like I have control, like that. If I, if things are too good, um, then there's some kind of like greater power who doles out fairness and magically I'll be able to manifest something terrible happening. Like that's just not how it works. Yes. Some people just get good things. Some people get bad things then you get both and it switches around, but like milk it while it's happening for sure.
0: Yeah. It's so funny. Are you like that with your career? Because I am like that with my career as well. So it's not just in relationships. I'm like that across the board with everything. Whereas like with my career, like when I got notified about the taping, I was like, something's going to happen that's I'm going to get coronavirus and not be able to go I'm going to get something is going to fucking happen in my life where like I'm not going to be able to do this taping and it's like I didn't believe that it would happen until I was physically at the venue and like ready to go on stage I know I was really something that hasn't happened yet
1: I was really hope like I I wanted you to enjoy that really badly and I was worried that you were going to have a hard time with it but you did in the end
0: I did at the end and then afterwards I had yes because I talked to you about that and you were like literally just enjoy it and focus on enjoying it
1: yeah focus on focus on that amazing feeling you get when you get off stage and you've just like killed and especially if it's like such an exciting opportunity
0: pardon that's such great advice like that is so that is so good
1: I, yeah, I feel like I get it. I know I I I, I'm okay at enjoying things, but I definitely know a lot of people who are bad at it, but I feel like I was just going to be so upset if you weren't going to be able to like fucking milk it. Um,
0: I know, know. but But it's a
1: hard one to get past.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Are you like that at all with things? Like, are you ever just, I don't, I won't believe it until I see it or like,
1: um,
0: you, do you get it? Yeah. You're able to enjoy things.
1: It really, de- my, my mental health is like so up and down and it really depends on uh, where I'm at in my recovery, but I, I will like, I sometimes, okay. I've also, the odd, like kind of exciting career opportunities I've had, sometimes I'll reread the name or email because I think they sent it to someone, to the wrong person. Um, not because I necessarily don't think I deserve it, but because I am a little afraid I'm like, mm, good. I don't think that something good would happen. So I just want to make sure before I get excited that mm. this is in fact meant for me. And then once I know it's meant for me, then I, I, can, I can get pretty excited and, and enjoy things. Um, to be honest, I feel like <laughs> I, uh, I don't recommend drugs to anybody. I had to quit them forever. But I will say acid has been really helpful in the, in the past for me with like living presently. Mm. Um, so I'm okay with, the, with career stuff. Uh, sometimes I live maybe too much in the present and that's the that's the problem. But I am bad at um uh going after things, people I want. Like it, like I'm really bad at pursuing people I, I really like.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's not like consistent, like you're you're able to like separate the two, and you're like, I'm like this with relationships, I'm like this with career, I'm like this with friendships, and like
1: yeah, maybe. I think it's also like the difference between um not, it's like, it's not that I, I, like, I can go out. I can't go after the thing that I want. Um, but then if I get it, I'll enjoy it.
0: If that oh, makes okay. sense. yeah. Maybe, I don't know.
1: I just really have a hard time. Like I have, there's so many people in my life that have passed me by that I've been like, Oh, I feel like we'd get along great if we went on a date or I'm really attracted to, the, to them or whatever. And I just was like, I'm just going to sit and wait till they, till I telepathically communicated to them. And I wish I'd gone after it more. Not to say that I'm like so old and washed up now, but like, you know, there is a time and a place for it. Things, things are fleeting.
0: Right. That's so interesting to me. I I actually love this topic so much. So I'll tell you a quick story. I was um, seeing this guy, like, this is a few years ago. Uh, This is probably like the only guy that has been reasonably close to becoming my boyfriend. And this is sad because we had only been dating for like literally a month and a half. Like that is the longest that I've dated somebody for is like a, a month and a half, two months maybe. And uh, okay. this was and this was like a couple years ago. And um, it ended in like, it ended in this weird way where like it was uh, like I felt hurt by something that he did and I wasn't sure and I ended things so fast. Like as soon as I felt like it was not safe for me, like as soon as I felt like, okay, I've been vulnerable with you and I feel like you, like, like I, I've trusted you too much. So I need to take it back. Yeah. We need to end things. I don't, you are now not safe to me. You're not somebody that I can trust. Yeah. You're not consistent. That's what it is. As soon as I decide that this person is inconsistent with their like emotions or actions, I bow out so fast and I don't, without an explanation, without any sort of, like it's, it's super flighty and it's definitely fear response, like fear-based response. But then I'm like, how much is that me being honest about my gut feeling and intuition and how much is that, like, how much can I trust that? or is that fear-based? Is that something that happened in early childhood that I haven't addressed yet? Or is that something that is like, um, you know, like, to- is it,
1: is it an accurate lever? Is it an accurate reading? Like, yeah, is it- exactly. Is like, can-
0: it, is what this person did to you. Is it really outweighing your whole relationship and your experience with them and the positive impact that they're making in your life? Or have you decided like, this is a boundary for me. Um, I really don't like the way you handled yourself in this situation. I don't feel safe around you. So I am going to rebuke my offer.
1: So so I'm like, I'm hesitant. Okay. I feel like my, my instinct here or my gut response is that it's a great skill. Um, It does sound like, okay, I feel like Usually when people describe needing to feel safe in a a situation, it usually has to do with some childhood shit. Like, Mm -hmm. like if you're feeling unsafe, uh, it's cause it's cause some, uh, it doesn't mean like some, some one-off trauma, but even just like consistent little things that led to like more complex trauma. It's like your body signaling that, um, this is too familiar and that you know what comes next it's like oh what comes next is this really unpleasant thing i don't like um that being said sometimes um that develops in extra intuitive people and and that there's nothing wrong with being extra intuitive i feel like the opposite problem which would be sticking around trying to convince yourself that things are working when you're like oh my god this this is bad i feel bad is is what you wouldn't want to do like sure I, I don't know I, I don't know the specifics I don't know the guy I don't know what happened um, but I do feel like uh, listening to your gut and getting out when you feel unsafe is definitely not a terrible thing
0: yeah you know? yeah exactly. I know people who
1: stick around way too long like yeah. way too long
0: I guess that would be the opposite of that and I just felt like I was like I don't want to be in a situation where like, this is getting dragged out too long. And then, yeah, I guess, I guess ultimately that's what it is. But at the same time, it's like, you feel how you feel. And I mean, the right person will, I think that it's, I'm operating on like an extreme scale. Whereas like, I could, yes, I could dial back a little bit and like my personality, maybe do some therapy on it and talk it out. So that, that extreme, like, I'm going to totally break this off after this one thing, maybe isn't like my reaction, isn't so extreme, actually now I'm just remembering the full extent of the story and I'm like, hang on. No, you, you were right though. You were right. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah I'm going to
1: send you something after yeah. this. It's a DBT thing called check the facts yeah. and it's really helpful for checking the facts. Yeah. Uh, and it helps you just like parse through the information and then make more sense of it. And I feel like it's good to have. Also I'm going to tell you about my friend, Sandra, whose name isn't Sandra, but I'm changing it to protect her. She, I, she's one of my favorite people in the world. I love her so much. She's so fucking funny. Um, she's really kind and warm. Like, she's a very special person. She has flaws, as do we all. Um, she, like, I think the longest relationship she'd had by the time we were, like, 25 was, like, a few months, maybe. She, like, would, she, like, had one guy she would, like, really casually sleep with on and off, but, like, no real no real intimacy, no real dating, um, like had never been in what I would call a serious relationship. I don't even know if she would have said, I love you to anybody by the time we were like 28. Um, and then met somebody who funnily enough, I had known for a long time and I've known her for a long time. Um, and and they have a bunch of mutual friends, but they never met. And they met when uh, she was, I think 28. And uh, just, they fell in love and it was just like, she'd spent so many years finding out her own needs, asserting her boundaries, getting out as soon as she felt meh and unsafe. And then like knowing exactly what she didn't want that when she found what she did, uh, she's like great. Like they've been together now, I think for two, three years um, and she's very happy and they have a really good relationship and uh, took her took her some time. But, she, but then when she found somebody, it was like,
0: muy bueno. Yeah, that's amazing, right? Sandra but yeah I guess I'm just waiting for that to happen <laughs> but uh Wait. for attachment styles like I'm actually so excited to learn more about it like the dismissive avoidant that's the one that I know most about because that's the one that I identify with the most yeah and it's yeah it's very
1: are you reading a book about it sorry I forget what you said I'm
0: not reading a book about it I'm actually okay. listening to this woman her name is Tyese Gibson and she actually messaged her on Instagram to see if she would like want to come on the podcast and talk about oh, it oh yeah I don't know if the podcast is big enough for her to take the time for it, but we'll see. And uh, we'll get it there. Yeah, we'll get it there. And anyway, one of the things that it also said was like about um, having like an imagination when it comes like, you're kind of like, you create this like perfect partner in your head. It basically, all it is is that this person reacts in romantic relationships. uh, Mostly they're guided through their defense mechanisms, which is always to like conceal your emotions never be vulnerable but these are all things that make relationships great so it's like it it takes work and it it is hard to like come out of those things but I think being aware of them is the first step and then you can at least be aware of them and admit to yourself that these are things that you need to work on then that's like a huge step so I'm kind of like excited to see what happens there's nothing fucking happening right now Uh, now now's the perfect time to
1: do all this to do all the the learning stuff yeah also Sorry, I just, like, I feel like I should always go on and on, but I just thought about this. I feel yeah. like, also, you're a standout comedian. All you do is put yourself out there. Yeah. You just need to transfer it over to a different area.
0: That's you know? right. That's right. Uh, but also, like, yeah. I mean, we could talk forever. But I feel like I know, we've talked I'm for sorry. so long. It's going to be, so, oh, my God, we've talked for so long.
1: I know, I know. Um, We're going to have to stop because you're going to have to edit this. I know, um, right?
0: Okay, I just want to say this one thing, which okay. is that... Uh, I also have like a hard time w- like revealing to people that like I'm a stand-up comedian. I don't know if you struggle with that at all, but I'm like I don't I want do. to call that to you because like it's not it's not like a naturally feminine thing. Like if I told you I was like a, an actress or like a writer, I feel like in, to them it's more of like oh yeah, like that's fine, but like to yeah. say I'm a stand-up comedian, I just feel like they think I'm like rude or like constantly sarcastic or I'm like never happy. Or like shitting on everything, which is all true, but <laughs> it's not <laughs> as reveal that I it. grown pace. Exactly. Yeah. It's like even that, even with just saying that, like, oh, this is who I am, and this is such a big part of my life, I feel like allows for so much like pre-judgment that it's yeah. like, I don't want you to go on this like mental tailspin, uh, which is also terrible because it's like if I can't tell you that. And like you don't react to it like in a healthy way then i don't want to be with you anyway but i will conceal that from people tell them that i'm like a tv writer and then like a month later be like oh yeah like i actually do comedy like i just didn't think that like you would think it was cool or interesting or anything like that like i need to win over with my personality first and show them that i'm not like whatever they would envision in their mind and then the ice and tell them
1: uh yeah, it's a dicey one. Although I will say I think that I think that being a stand-up comic is a particular is a particular situation because uh people are so annoying about that particular job. Yeah. And uh first of all, I also would love I just want the option to be funny or not. I'm like a really sincere person, actually. Like I like to be serious and I'd rather have the option like I don't want to feel like right away they're like, okay, ready? Like I'm like, I am just stand up and they're like, What about this? What about this? Blah, spit, spit, spit. Uh, i'd rather just like and end up there um, naturally Um, so it's like a weird one although yeah i guess it depends on like the reason you conceal it you know if you're really vibing with someone i think it's good to then like throw it out there maybe at the end of the date you know
0: yeah exactly and then it's like just react to that how you will i maybe i don't want to be with somebody that like is so judgmental and is clearly not in touch with any comedy because if if you if there's a guy who understands comedy and goes to see live comedy, that's who you want. Yeah. You want somebody that is ultimately like a fan of comedians because then they have like a huge appreciation for what you do. They're not like the type to be like, oh, so tell me a joke. It's like, chances are they listen to podcasts with their favorite comedians on it.
1: Yeah. And they already or have- they just have like normal socialization and they know that being like, tell me a joke right here, you and me, no, like in the way you would tell it on stage is so- uncomfortable it's
0: like are you my aunt that I haven't seen in eight months like (gasps) who are you what kind of figure have you taken
1: (laughs) did I tell you about the interview I had to do where I had to tell a joke no I like interviewed for this writing position and um it was like an interview with the this is like right this sort of I guess she was sort of the assistant and the the producer hadn't come yet and it was going to be with both of them he was late so it was just she and I and she was like so tell me a joke I just always remember the way she said it because it shit. will live in my soul forever and I was like um uh okay and then I started on a joke and then he came in in the middle of the joke and I had to restart stop it was so embarrassing it was so stop. weird it was so weird and then at the end he was like that's very funny
0: <laughs> he didn't even laugh at it he was like but that's that's the only thing is like I really do not give a shit if you like All I need from you is that you are open-minded and want to learn about the intricacies of that part of my life. You're supportive and you're, um, you don't ask me to tell you a joke at your fucking family dinner. I cannot get over this, the jazz story you told me, dude,
1: I can't get over it. I've, I've been telling people about it. I haven't been naming you but I just think it's so crazy that you asked probing questions and he didn't ask you fucking
0: anything. About we're like, way he was 23. He was 23 and I'm like, I'm walking right into this. Like, I literally am walking right into this. Like, they have the emotional dexterity of, like, a fucking child. It's, it's crazy.
1: Oh, of a flip-flop, literally.
0: Yeah. Um. Thank you so much for doing this podcast. Thank you
1: for having me. I um, <clears throat> love chatting with you.
0: No, this is honestly really nice and I'm so excited for people to hear it. I think people are going to love it. And... Oh, um, this is like the vibe that I'm kind of going for. Like, yeah, like this is just what, this is what, like when I thought about starting this podcast, this is what I wanted it to feel like. And yeah. You know
1: like, like conversational friendship, mental health.
0: Exactly. Yes. And thank you for being all of those things. You're, you're amazing. Thank you.
1: My pleasure.
0: Uh Well, I guess I'm just going to fucking end it. We uh, okay. <laughs> close it.